Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Don't Risk It, Secure It podcast. It's me, your host, Elisa Bibilonia. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about women in the cybersecurity industry. I'm so excited to be joined with today's guest, and I'm going to give a little introduction for her. So today's guest is Leticia Gamil. She has over 15 years of experience in the cybersecurity industry. She also leads the global security go-to market sales and compete program at Microsoft. And she is also the founder and president of WAMSI, LATAM Women in Cybersecurity, which is a nonprofit organization focused on the development of opportunities for women in the cybersecurity industry through talent and mentorship programs. Leticia, I just want to thank you so much for joining with me this episode. And you're actually the first guest that's not in our at the team at 24 by 7 Security. So again, I really want to thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, a pleasure. The pleasure is mine. I'm honored to uh, speak about one of my favorite topics with you. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we can get right into it. So, Leticia, the first question I want to ask you, how did you begin your journey in cybersecurity? What made you want to pick this career field? So uh, it's a it's quite interesting because I although I have worked in cybersecurity for over 15 years, my background is not technical, nor I graduated in a STEM uh, field. But I've always been very interested in technology since my undergraduate years. However, but I graduated in hotel management, which oh, has wow. nothing to do with cybersecurity. And after uh, several years working in hotel companies uh, around Europe and the US, I migrated to software with a focus on hotels and the event segment. So mm -hmm. it was kind of like a very good uh, intro to technology because uh, they, you know, that company at that time needed someone speaking the language of the customer, which was uh, hotels. And me coming from that industry really understood the challenges and it allowed me to bridge my experience into uh, into the technology and software. So from there, it was actually an easy transition to uh, working at, my, at the first cybersecurity company that um, that I had uh, the experience to work for uh, and uh, continue to this day. So I usually run some parallels between uh, the main characteristics that I brought from my background and previous experience in hotels to my cybersecurity roles, which are mainly three components. Uh, discipline, I think you have to be very disciplined uh, when you're working in hotels. Uh, but also in cybersecurity, uh, flexibility, and also the willingness to study. Uh, I think that these are fundamental factors that we have in our profession in order to adapt to the constant changes that we see in threats and new technologies. Uh, so studying, for example, in our profession is essential due to the uh, constant issue of advancing in the certifications that are required in uh, the right. technical and leadership roles in cybersecurity. And I think in parallel to that, we're constantly bombarded with new threats that we need to adapt very fast uh, to these uh, new techniques. So I would like to say cybersecurity is a constant change and evolution. 
And if you are someone who likes fast pace, you will definitely do well in our field, which is uh, the parallel that I always draw to myself in my previous career and how I was able to change fast into cybersecurity because I've always enjoyed the fast pace and have been able to really adapt some of the key learnings that I had in hospitality into cybersecurity, but adding always that component that we constantly need to be studying uh, and adapting to these new techniques and new kinds of threats that we see uh, every day. Yeah, definitely. Um, like you mentioned, everything is constantly changing. There's always new threats and just the technology that we have, right? Like there's always a new phone, there's always the new computer, there's always, right? Mm -hmm. So that with those changes, more breaches and cyber risk can come with that. So everyone needs to be aware of that going on. So that was very well said. And um, I want to also ask, and I know it's probably a positive stance, but I just want you to elaborate a little more. What would you say your stance is on women in these cybersecurity jobs in the in this field? So great point, because uh, as a woman in cybersecurity, I see that uh, as much as we think of cybersecurity being such a technical career and a technical field, I think we always have to think about of a mix between soft and hard skills. Uh, I'm going to start with the soft skills and then uh, perhaps bridge into hard skills. But the soft skills in terms of uh, thinking about myself and all of my colleagues, uh, we are uh, very well, you know, women does it very well around multitasking and being a, the, having the ability of doing so many things at uh, the same time. Uh, and, uh, you know, I have a full-time job and I also run a nonprofit. So that's my multi multitasking at best. We can, we tend to be very organized. Uh, the, our tendency to also adapt to new situations, right. uh, our communication skills and I think those are also the key pluses that you can have in uh, having uh, more women in cybersecurity. However, but I always like to bring that up because for those uh, women who will be listening to, to this recording, we constantly have to be also fighting the imposter syndrome that some of us may have. And uh, I can even consider myself in that category until a few years ago when wow. uh, you need to always believe in yourself and no shame on saying that I also had imposter syndrome. And that's something that uh, women in general need to be able to be better at that uh, in going for it. Yeah. Um, now, shifting to the hard skills, um, education in STEM, uh, including tech and cyber, needs to be uh, way more promoted amongst women and girls. And I'll, and I'll give you an example of uh, myself too. Uh, having always been uh, interested in in technology and all, I remember, you know, in, in high school when I was considering a career in tech, and even my parents at that time thought, well, you know, you're going to be probably one of the few women in the classroom, and you always mention also hospitality. Why don't you go into the hospitality field? It may be something better for you. So. Wow. It comes already ingrained sometimes that you need to have that 
and I speak as a parent as well, that uh, if we don't start promoting STEM and that uh, girls are just equally capable of, uh, of uh, going through careers in STEM, uh, mm -hmm. we are never going to be able to close that, uh, that uh, skill gap. Uh, and another point that I always like to make is also, you know, around uh, women, for example, are much more inclined to apply for a job posting if they feel that they meet 80% of the job postings uh, mm -hmm. requirements. Men, on the other hand, they will apply if they feel that they meet only 10 to 20% of the requirements. Right. Women likely they're not going to apply to the jobs uh, that are listed with a long list of certifications if uh, it doesn't include a personal quality, for example, if they don't feel that they have all the requirements on that job posting. So uh, that's something also that we need to overcome. And I usually talk a lot about that to the women in our community that uh, go ahead and apply. A lot of companies are looking at diversity, which is one of the topics that we're going to be talking about it here today. Mm -hmm. uh, and you never know who is on the other side and also the skilling that you may be able to develop on that job if they're really looking into closing the diversity gap. Now, I did mention that cybersecurity is not just a technical profession, uh, and uh, there's a lot of non-technical positions that are very highly regarded and in need for more professionals, specifically nowadays around you know, data privacy, for example, governance, uh, right. cybersecurity awareness trainers uh, in uh, large corporations, for example. The, these are the folks that are going to be also training around cybersecurity for internal employees. Lawyers, for example, specializing in cybersecurity nowadays uh, with the increased um, threat landscape, ransomware, uh, there's a whole legality around that as well. Uh, so several, several different roles that, uh, that we see in cybersecurity that are not necessarily uh, related to uh, the hard skills around being uh, super technical. Definitely, yeah, there's so many, there's so many avenues that women can take going into it. And I feel like it's not talked about enough, right? When you, when they hear, or when someone hears a term working in cybersecurity, they have, they think one certain position. So it's good that there's all these options. And I love what you said about young women needing to have that, have that encouragement. If they want to pursue a career in this, that they have support behind them, because like you mentioned, the gap will never be closed and that stereotype is just going to keep going and going until it's true at one point. Right. So mm -hmm. that's that's a great point to to bring up. So I want to ask in in your career, have you ever experienced gender bias being a woman that is in this field? And if so, what did you do to combat that or or did you even know how at the time? Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. I think um, as we discussed that the cybersecurity segment is being predominantly male. Uh, you can imagine I have always been surrounded by male colleagues and or have reported mm -hmm. to a male uh, and still to these days. But I have been fortunate also to have very supportive colleagues uh, and managers who have given me an equal opportunity. While I can say that it has always been easy, you know, uh, I have learned from adversity and have also appreciated the support that I've had from my male colleagues. Uh, from instances of um, participating too much 
in meetings and being perceived as being challenging in some ways mm. uh, where I would like to always say like, you know, never um, compromise your authenticity for anything like that. And if you wanted to speak up, do speak up, uh, even if that's that. uh, perceived as uh, uh, challenging. But uh, one yes. specific situation that I recall um, several years ago during a business trip, I was with a male colleague and uh, we were meeting with a potential customer, all cybersecurity executives and their technical team, all male. I was the only female in the room of about maybe uh, 10 people. And I was the lead person at the meeting um, from my company uh, and uh, having done all the presentations uh, to the customer and to the uh, to their technical team. But the customer would only direct all the questions to my engineer at that time, who, who was my male colleague. And my engineer had to constantly let them know that I was the one who could address the questions they had. Wow. It was awkward. Uh, and fortunately, it was the it was the only extreme situation that I've had to experience so far. Uh, but at the end, it made me feel positive to have a supportive uh, male colleague who would emphasize that I was the one in charge at that moment. Uh, so uh, that was like one of the extreme situations that I've had. But uh, it's also up to uh, women to position themselves, as I just mentioned, uh, around right. uh, having our authenticity uh, and work hard to show that we are capable uh, uh, just as any man. Uh, as I mentioned before, we tend to fall into this imposter syndrome or assume that maybe we're not the same and we need to stop. And I always like to say, let's take advantage of the current dy dynamics of promoting more women in cybersecurity and promoting diversity, because this is the really the right time to be valued, to build your brand around your strengths and take advantage of this new reality and the need uh, for diversity to advance in your career. So don't be apologetic to that of that, you know, yes. just uh, take advantage of that. And that's why I think uh, for all of us who work in cybersecurity and we're constantly breaking that glass ceiling in some way, uh, the work that we do at WOMSI, for example, is really about empowering more women to join cybersecurity so that no one must feel like uh, they are on a glass ceiling because we truly believe that in a few years, having more balanced cybersecurity workforce will be the norm. And then everyone, men, women, will benefit from working and collaborating in a, in a safer world, world. So it is really about having that kind of supportive community so that uh, we can build a path that's easier to the new generation so that mm -hmm. they are never going to feel that there is a bias, that there is a difference in the workforce. Right. Yeah, that's that's super important. And you mentioned something so, so powerful that women, we when we're in these positions or I think it's it's safe to say for any women, in, woman in corporate that you should never be unapologetic. You shouldn't feel nervous. A big thing is to be confident. You know, you you have that position. You're obviously qualified. I found myself at times feeling like maybe I shouldn't say that or don't speak too much or but I've gotten to a point where I realize that if I'm not confident, then of course I'm going to be, you know, walked all over and that's not what I want. And I know that I'm capable. So I just, 
I've I related to what you said on just such a personal level, and thank you for sharing that. Of course, and uh, and uh, and you know this all comes also with with time in the uh, in the workforce. Um, I I I love to be able to I love to mentor uh, younger professionals who are just coming into the workforce. Uh, and help them build that credibility. Help help them build that brand. Uh, that uh, that perhaps you know at that uh, at their age I didn't have it either. Uh, right. But uh, but uh, teaching them the skills and what works and what doesn't, and the way to say things and the way to make your voice heard, uh, is something that is very invigorating for me in terms of like giving back also to these uh, young women and men who are coming into the workforce and need to have that uh, confidence level uh, built up in order for them to also in order to help them grow. Right. And I think it's also important that as men and as men and women, we are aware of the differences that we have, but we don't need to make the other person feel inferior or less than because of those, those differences. We can obviously acknowledge them, but we don't have to feel I don't, I'm not sure how to word it. We don't have to feel less than because of that. So we know that men are tend to be more direct, more straightforward. We don't have to feel because they are the most times that way that we need to minimize our directness or, so I think it's important to, to recognize those differences, but it doesn't have to define us to such a degree. Exactly, yeah. And we need to be better at going for it. We always yes. hear men, you know, go for it, right? And we tend to pause, uh, consider a hundred things in our heads before we actually can go for it. And we need to be uh, better at uh, just uh, being more spontaneous and just, uh, you know, what's the worst that can happen? I always, I always tell my team or tell the uh, the young professionals that I'm, I'm mentoring, look, the worst that can happen is that you get a no. Right. Uh, and at the end of the day, you're going to find out that this is really not that bad until you try. If you don't mm -hmm. try, you're never going to hear that no, and you're always going to be wondering. So at least you try, because one of the two things is going to happen. It's going to be positive, or you're going to hear no, and then you're going to move on, and you're going to learn from the experience and do better next time. Right. Yeah, exactly. I have just a little funny story kind of a bit related to this. I remember when I was first starting working professionally and I remember uh, I was drafting up an email to my boss and I was overthinking everything and every little word and should I change this to this? And my sister, my older sister uh, has been working in corporate for a long time and she saw that I was on this email for so long just for a very simple task to, or a simple question to ask, but I'm drafting it and making everything super perfect. And she told me, she was like, you're still on this email. A guy, um, a man would have sent this email an hour ago, you know? So that, that I was like, okay, uh, definitely it's important to be careful, obviously be diligent in what you're doing, but also know that you're qualified and it's, ease up on yourself a little bit. I think we need to allow ourselves to give ourselves that grace. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's like I said, you know, women can be their um, 
biggest uh, critics as well. Yeah, uh, definitely. Exactly. So with all this being said, what would you say makes women stand out in cybersecurity being that it is so heavily male dominated, that it's such a male dominated field? So uh, I guess I went through in a couple of parts here because uh, I think sometimes even for us in the industry, we do a bit of a disservice uh, because the, the term cyber itself can be unhelpful in recruiting women to the field. Uh, even though it is a very hot keyword today, uh, very much part of current events, uh, there is not even a day in the news that I don't see uh, cybersecurity uh, being mentioned. Yep. It also comes with a significant uh, perceived stereotypes that may discourage women from uh, seeking the this field or applying for jobs. So uh, some alternatives that I usually say can be uh, can be better to address some roles in cybersecurity um, that can be maybe information management or information protection uh, that is not so much on your face around cyber. Uh, and that's because there is a repeated perception that only nerds are usually hired in tech. And right. there is also a per perception that to work in cyber, you need to be able to code or do complex mathematics in your head. Uh, and when you uh, look at the media, the media also overstates cybersecurity playing usually a visual that you see a male hacker in a hoodie in a dark room <laughs> yeah. and isolated behind a computer. So that's yes. not the image we want to demonstrate to potential female candidates that we want to attract to our field. And you can even do an experience now, go onto Google, type the word cybersecurity and go immediately to images. The first image probably that shows a human is going to be that uh, guy in a hoodie in a dark room. Yeah. Uh, and not necessarily women like me or you or several other professionals at 24 by 7, for example, that need to be perceived as the uh, as the typical female professional in cybersecurity. So uh, the other part of that is also around, you know, shifting to the business benefits of having more gender diversity uh, as a gender diverse workforce enables better problem solving. So um, I, I have an article from uh, from last year from Harvard Business Review that they published on how gender diversity makes firms more productive. So we're not talking about just the fact that, oh, yes, we should have more women in cybersecurity period, but mm -hmm. having hard data that suggests that having diversity to work uh, works with buying into the value of diversity, not just have some rules uh, about it that you need to follow, uh, and that a diverse workforce signals is an attractive work environment for talent. So when you value diversity, you can encourage more uh, ideas uh, exchange, and especially in cybersecurity, then you need to be very creative because you're seeing all kinds of different threats. Uh, that's even more, uh, um, you know, I would say that's even more essential. And a diverse workforce is also a signal to competent management for investors. So mm -hmm. investment in gender diversity is a good one. 
and this global business community uh, needs to be becoming and it is becoming really more supportive of women and uh, we and the women's importance in in the economy. So we need to shift that um, and reinforce this in cybersecurity because we have a workforce gap of over three million professionals in the US alone is uh, is about 880,000 professionals that are needed according to ISC Square and only 24% of the cybersecurity workforce globally is made up for women. So the conclusion is that it is good for businesses to focus on women to close this workforce gap that exists we, because we can't just keep hiring men to fulfill these roles. Otherwise, right. we're never going to get there. Yeah, um, and I think an, an, a point that we can bring up is also that cybersecurity cybersecurity issues and breaches and things that can happen, they don't only affect men, right? There's right. women-owned businesses can have, can come in contact with a cyber breach and if they don't know what to do or don't know anything about it, then what happens, right? So I think obviously everything you mentioned is is factual and it's great, but it's also important to realize everyone needs to be aware of this and because now more than ever, cybersecurity is not going away. We, we're only going to be learning more and more. So I think that if everyone's aware, it's just nobody, nobody loses. It's a win-win situation for everybody. So I think that's very important to know. And um, I want to follow up with you. We understand that it's important to mention what can be implemented to improve, right? What solutions can we bring so that women in the workplace and women in tech can feel more in included? What would you say are some solutions that can uplift women in these positions? Love the question because I think we tend to speak so much about the problems and focusing on the lack of diversity and you know why then we need more women in cybersecurity and don't right. often talk about Okay, so what's the solution? Uh, tell me about exactly. it. You know, we, talk, yeah. we talk to companies all the time that come to us at WOMC to just like help us, help us find solutions. So uh, as a woman, you know, one of the most important recruitment and retention tools for women in cyber is really improved workplace, three, three basic things, compensation benefits and work-life balance. Mm -hmm. uh, it may, you may, Okay, but that's kind of like a given. Yeah, but for women, those are really the three main things around uh, recruitment and compensation. Uh, I would say the second most important retention tool um, uh, or recruitment is also uh, having involvement in the cybersecurity industry uh, so that uh, women feel that there is a, they're valued, they're connected, and they're feeling part of a community that is just as important to help them advance so that they're now working with other women, that they see that there are other women uh, advancing and they can too. Now to right. some ideas on solutions to help with recruiting. So I mentioned before that I transitioned from a completely different industry into cybersecurity. So transitioning people into cyber careers from non-technical careers, that should be one of the first ingredients as well in, in terms of helping uh, more people join our segment. Mm -hmm. uh, 
the second part also it can be transi transitioning vet veterans uh, into uh, cyber careers, uh, the military, uh, and most importantly as well, college and university grads into cyber uh, careers. I speak a lot uh, in in uh, colleges, universities, or even high schools uh, to help uh, all those uh, that young generation understand all the opportunities that we have in cybersecurity. Uh, and um, and considering not only career in STEMs, but once you are in STEM, take a step forward uh, and uh, go into cybersecurity. For example, this Saturday morning, I'm doing a one-on-one chat with a uh, current student at a at a college, uh, and uh, she's a computer science. Uh, she's going into computer science and. Uh, and I'm like, OK, I need to talk to you about cybersecurity and why you need to consider cybersecurity in the future. Yeah. Uh, at WOMSI, for example, we also have uh, we have uh, several interns who are in business project management and uh, we bring them to intern with us so that they are becoming more familiar in cybersecurity so that we are feeding also these professionals into our industry. So. I would say that the recruitment of women in cyber should focus also on the merits of the industry. Uh, we have very good work-life balance in this industry, uh, a lot of opportunities to work from home. Uh, and one of the key things that I think women also, uh, we have to do a better job at, uh, at uh, positioning this as a plus for women, protecting access to information for your kids. This is something also that we do a lot at WOMSI, but for example, uh, talking about cyberbullying, talking about the dangers of the internet, that should be a natural factor of, yeah. uh, of uh, any woman who uh, either has kids or intend to have kids or you know have uh, children around their family, around protecting these children. This is also cybersecurity, and you can be involved in an industry that is helping protect these uh, new generation of kids around the dangers that we see around online information uh, around sharing data. Yeah. That's very important because I think that can also resonate with a lot of women and recruiting them into cybersecurity. I can go on around, you know, um, <laughs> excellent salaries in our industry. We see, we see also so many professionals shifting from one uh, company to another. Uh, and just because there is always so, as I mentioned, this lack of professionals uh, and uh, and you can be very self-sufficient. There's so many uh, ways of uh, doing these uh, certifications, for example, online and studying on your own. I have done that for many years uh, and uh, and it's really around. Uh, there's no hard or fast roles. You can can kind of create your own career and make that uh, special for you. So it's, it can be very realistic for for moms, for women of several generations, uh, for those who want to have it all. Uh, and uh, and uh, so uh, as I as I like to say, uh, cybersecurity for me is a synonymous of uh, opportunity. Wow, yeah, that that was great. And everything you, you what you just said that cybersecurity can bring more opportunities that that's awesome. Just because it's so true not, that myself, that I'm a part of this field, I see all these different facets that people can go into. So it's very, very interesting. And 
Leticia, I just want to thank you once again for all the insight that you provided in this episode. Very, it was an honor having you. Thank you so much for, again, taking the time to do this episode with me. Oh, absolutely. As, uh, as I said, I think we can sometimes be talking about this all day long. But uh, <laughs> thank you so much. And uh, those were excellent questions. And uh, again, it's a pleasure to talk about uh, the need for diversity and uh, and uh, you know I see so many women uh, doing such a essential job and and you know paving the way for this this new generation yeah. that is coming into the workforce and is now considering a career in cybersecurity. Definitely. And before we go, I do want to share a little fun fact about twenty four by seven security. We actually on our team we have more women than men so it's very uh it's very cool right to be a part of the the group that is uplifting and to see these women and that i have the pleasure to work with them is awesome so um i just wanted to share that but it is inspiring and uh and it needs to be an example for any other company out there right yes definitely definitely well uh leticia thank you again so much and Thank you to all the listeners of the Don't Risk It, Secure It podcast. I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. And if you want to find more, find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And thank you so much for listening. Have a great one. Yeah.